Welcome to the Lifeletics Podcast, a brand dedicated to the growth of athletes as they transition to life after sports. My name is Megan Ruder, former D1 swimmer at Florida Atlantic University. My goal here is to make all athletes feel empowered to take on the sport of life. Before we get started, I encourage you to subscribe here and follow us on Instagram at Team Lifeletics for more information on how you can be involved in the Lifeletics community. Let's dive in. you guys. I am so excited to share with you my story about Rim to Rim Grand Canyon. Now, this ended up being a 52-mile journey in the matter of two days. I'll lay out the groundwork for you. So the Grand Canyon is approximately 20 to 24 miles apart. If you have some detours, it can be longer like we did. So we start off and our original first day plan was 22 miles, which ended up being approximately 24. And then the day back was about like 27. My training consisted of zero plans to go 52 miles in two days. Honestly, I didn't even think that my body was capable of doing that. I have seen other people doing 50 milers like races and all of that jazz, like crazy endurance stuff. You know, I used to look at them and be like, wow, you're psycho. So (laughs) as you can imagine, it was mentally one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. However, it was really, really fun to push my mind and my body farther than I genuinely thought was possible. So here we are. It's 6.15 a.m., 57 degrees outside, and we're staring at one of the largest canyons in the world. Literally just a big hole in the ground that we are about to cross. Then I hear them say, okay guys, three, two, one, go. And we're off for what would end up being a total of 18 hours of hiking and running over the next two days. A few main points I want to mention to you all, great life lessons that we can take with us anywhere and relate to our own lives in many ways. As many people around the mountains and when you're out in nature, you just get this feeling of being so small. So that was something over these 18 hours I was constantly reminded of. And being in that space where we realize our problems are small, our celebrations are small, and know that there are things way worse and way better that we could be going through mostly way worse. (laughs) Um, We don't really like to feel like our celebrations are small, but in reality, I mean, they're small compared to where you want to be in five years. They're small compared to where we want to be in 50 years. I noticed a man on the trails, and this is when we're like halfway through, so we have to note he's gone this entire way as well with one leg and some poles. Now, can you imagine, I'm sitting here excited about my accomplishment, and his is way better. Like, he has overcome way more than I have. So, that's what I mean when I say that our wins are not that big. We can have it way worse, and we could be accomplishing way more. 
than we think. We have so much to be grateful for. As much as we feel like our problems are humongous mountains and that like we feel like sometimes there's just genuinely no way that we're going to be able to get out of this, just remember, you've overcome every single challenge thrown your way so far. And what's stopping you from overcoming this one? We always come out stronger. Maybe it ends up being a, a roller coaster with twists and turns and upside down and this and that and going down, coming back up and going down. It's going to be like that. That's the way life is. Ultimately, our goal is to keep going consistency. So we're about halfway through day one. And one of the facilitators who organized the whole event for us, he told us there's a really pretty waterfall over here. You guys have time. You're ahead of schedule. You totally should go see it. So we're like, okay, cool. Me and these two guys that stuck together throughout the whole race, we decided to venture off on this journey, finding this waterfall. We could see it. We could see it from the trail we were on. So we go down the trail. The trail slowly becomes no longer a trail that was well-traveled, I guess you could say. We were looking for anything that looked like there was another human and that went down that path. So one of the guys, Josh, he goes, hey guys, just keep an eye out for snakes. You never know. Um, like if we're going to see one, this is probably where we're going to see one. I said, okay, I'm freaking out. I don't like snakes at all. Not a lot of people do. So <laughs> with that being said, I just keep my head down. I'm like, okay, I have my hiking poles. I can just keep feeling and like, you know, just kind of be smart about it. And maybe like two minutes later, he goes, oh, there's a snake. Here we are. And there's a snake. Now, we start turning around a little bit. We're like, what do we do? Contemplating. And we look up and we see there's other people right up at the top of a few rocks that we have to climb in order to get to the more traveled trail. So in order to get to this more traveled trail that we knew would get us to the waterfall, there's a snake in between us and that trail. So the other guy ended up going ahead and he said, you know what, give me a stick. Let me go see if I can find this snake. Sure enough, he finds it. Little did I know that this snake was almost impossible to miss. Granted, he could blend in with the rocks. However, this snake was a humongous rattlesnake and about four feet long. So this thing is, has the potential to take our life if we um, mess up. So we have a snake on the right and a path on the left. Both of the guys, they go through, they make it. They say, Megan, you got this. Just stay to the left, stay to the left. I'm like, okay. I'm head down. I don't even see the snake. I never saw the snake until I saw the video after the fact. Head down, listening to their voice saying, you got this, stay left. You're doing great. And then we made it. It was just all so worth it. At the end of the day, this snake added so much adventure and like we wouldn't have this crazy story to tell if it wasn't for these times. And obviously the fact that we were able to get through it without being hurt. So my lesson here is that when there is a rattlesnake between you 
and exactly where you need to be to get to the next level, head down. Listen to the guiding voice. Don't pay attention to the snake, and you can get there. The snake resembles somebody who's not supportive. The snake resembles procrastination. The snake resembles doubt. The snake resembles the people in your life that don't understand what you're doing. Head down, listen to a guiding voice, and don't pay attention to the snake. It's easier said than done, but it's possible. So we get to stay in these cool cabins, and we get a really good dinner that night. Honestly, so day two, we wake up, we're feeling pretty sore, but you know what? It's one of those things where we've done it before, so we know we can do it again. Honestly, the reason I decided to go back is because, well, the whole crew that we were with was going back on foot, so there was definitely no way I was going to be the only one getting taken back by bus. (laughs) No way. We all have a little bit of competitive drive in us, and that is sometimes where it is a good thing. So we went for it. I'm running downhill, which, A, is horrible on your joints, but... It's so stimulating. You're watching where you're stepping. You're all this stuff. And like, we don't get this kind of training in Florida. So it was so cool to experience this. And we go for seven miles, me and one of the other guys. And we then take a little pit stop. Then I catch up with my two other guys that I was going with for the whole day yesterday. And we're off. So for another seven miles, we keep going and we're just running. And we're just like, oh my gosh, like this place is so beautiful. However, what's the fastest way we can get out of here? One thing I want to make note of is when you're at the bottom of the Grand Canyon and you look up and you realize how far you have to go and how much incline you have to go, there's only one way out. No one is coming to helicopter you out. There is only one way out. And that's to do the work. That's to put your head down. Listen to that guiding voice. And that guiding voice can be you. It can be a a really good friend when you might be lacking. It can be somebody who's picking you up. It can be whatever that looks like for you. Listen to it. Latch on to it and go. If it wasn't for the support of everyone around me, that race and that hike, that run would have been a hell of a lot harder. (laughs) And I think we all know this with sports is... If it's not for the people around us, practice would be harder, our races would be harder, our wins would be tougher, and our losses would be even worse. But the support of everyone around us and the community that we create can push us to go farther than we ever even imagined. We need each other. So we get to a place called Indian Gardens, which is like a sanctuary place in the Grand Canyon where a lot of campers go. It has a lot of trees, so it was a very nice shady spot that we enjoyed hanging out for just a little bit and uh, refilling our water. So we had this expectation that we are just about a a 5K away, although we are totally looking at the fact that we have an entire cliff in front of us, (laughs) and how are we going to get up that cliff in three miles? Didn't matter. We knew that was what's happening. 
We mentally prepared ourselves for three miles. We kept saying three miles. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Let's go. So we finish our time at Indian Gardens. We see a sign that says four and a half miles left. We were a little disheartened seeing that sign. Seeing that sign made us think like, oh my goodness, an extra mile and a half. Now, I want to give you guys a little bit of perspective. A mile and a half when you're going straight uphill is a long time. That has the potential to being like 45 minutes extra than we're thinking. And you know what? Our mentality just changed. We're like four and a half miles. Anybody can do it. Let's go. I want you guys to go throughout your life just never underestimating the compound effect. If you can go one step at a time for whether that be two years, two days, one step at a time for five years, or even it's two weeks that you need to just push at something, it will take you farther than you ever can imagine. One step at a time, you'll make it. It took me 52 miles in two days one step at a time. And I know it can take you even farther. Love you all. Thank you for listening. A lot of my friends have been saying, okay, Megan, now what's next? And honestly, right now I am focusing a little bit more on weightlifting and getting back into swimming and just enjoying a little bit of exercise normally <laughs> before I go after another extreme endurance race. They are so fun and exhilarating to push your body and push your mind farther than you think you can go. But right now I just want to take some time. So with that being said, in 2023, I'd love to do some really cool endurance races so if you have any cool ideas, please drop them down below. Shoot me a DM. I'd love to hear your ideas. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you all soon. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Lifeletics podcast. I invite you to leave any feedback in the review section so we can continue to better our content. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button for more. It helps us more than you know. See you next week.